like a fork in the Jack Eichel trade talk. It is over. Mercifully. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Derek and Sammy along for the ride. What are we going to fill our time in now that Jack Eichel has been traded to Vegas? Oh, wait, you don't want to talk about the eighth D-man for the Toronto Maple Leafs? It's always a fun block. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that and a lot more. We've got Andrew Peters uh, coming up uh, in the next 10 or 15 minutes to tell us uh, how this has gone over in Buffalo, which uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested in, in hearing. But if you've been under a rock the last few hours, uh, Jack Eichel is no longer a member of the Buffalo Sabres. He's gone with it. Is a third-round pick in 2023. Coming back to Buffalo, Peyton Krebs, former first-rounder, Alex Tuck, a first-round pick in 2022, which we think is protected. And if, if by chance Vegas ends up with the first-round pick overall, they can bypass that to Buffalo in 2023. Yep. Saying that, what probably Buffalo fans thought that they were going to get didn't really materialize. And that feeling was probably in the last few months that this was going to be very tricky, JB, for Buffalo to get a what is perceived as a, if not a, a franchise type of player, an all-star, a sure thing, yeah, a star. Stars going out, we want to star back in. Uh-uh, didn't happen. What's so wild about it is, like, this is the type of deal that was available, I don't know, six months ago? Like, these were the, the types of deals that were pitched about Eichel. It was like, well, what if Vegas gave them, like, their top, you know, one of their top prospects, like Krebs, another player? A fr- like, this is... I don't know. It just feels like it was a long, drawn-out, arduous, painstaking process to kind of arrive where we thought we were going to end up in the end. So who is the key in all of this for for the Buffalo Sabres? Before we talk about the impact on, on, on Jack Eichel in Vegas, mm-hmm. if, if you're Buffalo, and we know there's some people listening right now in the Buffalo area or picking it up somewhere... Is it Tuck? Let's let's pick apart the pieces. Is I it, like Tuck. I think he's a good hockey player. I, I think he's big and he's fast. And, you know, he is top. He's a 20-goal guy in the NHL, 50 points. He's done that once before. He was on pace for 25 or so last year. I like him. He's a good player. He's 25. It's no, He's not a nobody. He's someone that is going to make Buffalo better today than they were yesterday without him in the lineup. Sammy, you like him too, right? Yeah, yeah. I like him. And I think he's like everything that you just said there, big and fast, can score some goals, has played well in some big games, although Kipper didn't love him in the playoffs last year, I don't think. But I think he's played in a lot of big games, and he's a big sort of scoring winger that can help a team. He's not a star, I don't no. think, but I think he's a good support player. We are talking about a guy, though, that uh, is out right now, and there's no real thought of, of when he's coming back. I think they've had him uh, with his sol- shoulder surgery out mm-hmm. around uh, five or six months. So if he does come back... It'll be late in the season, so not much impact there for at least foreseeable future. And then uh, then we got 
Tuck, who's also kind of a, a local guy, right? Buffalo area, Syracuse, upstate New York. Yeah, it's a nice perk too. So is there a thought that uh, is, Tuck's there for, for the long run? Someone even suggested to me that uh, if you're looking for more draft picks, if you're looking for... Well, they flip them at the they, deadline? They could flip them. That's you know, what I had heard already. He's at a 4.75 cap hit uh, through 2026. Like, they got him cost-controlled for the... This is what they need. One of my complaints about the tearing down teams, you know, the way the Sabres are doing, the way Arizona has overdone this year, is like, at some point, you've got to build it back up, and you need hockey players. Like, I know... I'm Maybe I'm being generous to Buffalo here. In general, they're getting killed on uh, online. But, like... He's a hockey player. They, he, he's a body, and I understand he's hurt, and so he's not immediately going to be playing, but he's a guy that they can have cost control through 2026. So they flip him. God, enough with the picks and stuff. You got to have some hockey players. Give your boys a chance to win every night. And then Krebs. 2019, I think 17th overall, correct? correct. So you're, you're, not, you're not getting uh, a top even 10 pick, let alone a top five pick you're probably looking at a guy that's got a chance to have a, an NHL career. No question about that. And a lot of people speak very highly of his character. Projects his top six, yep. uh, No, top nine. Top, no? Yeah, not going to no, give him six? No, no. Top nine. Oh, that's a lower ceiling than I thought. Doesn't have a great shot. Still needs to get stronger. 5'11". They're, they're doing absolutely right. They're going to sign him to the American Hockey League. Why would you even, like, think about and contemplate him playing in Buffalo right now? And with all due respect to Alex Tuck, this is the guy that's going to be more known for the guy that got traded for Jack Eichel. For sure. It's just hard to see a scenario, isn't it, years from now where you're like, well, you know, Krebs was great for them and Tuck was great and that's, you know, that pick. And it's just really tough to conjure up a scenario where it feels awesome for Buffalo. But this is what they were going to get. If you're not going to retain any money for Eichel, which... I don't know what you, how you feel about that in the first place. The return was never going to be. It was a mandate from the ownership group, the Pagulas. You are not. They're not even at the floor. We, they just traded for Johnny Boychuk's contract to get to the floor. We're not, uh, we're not taking any salary back. And that in itself has value that you're able to unload the $10 million yeah. on Jack Eichel. Yeah, the cap space is an asset that can be used on other humans, which is good. Really good. Really good. And it, in itself, that's. That's something, mm-hmm. but uh, you didn't get you didn't get a big name. You didn't get any any cachet. You didn't get any. There's nothing sexy about these I would players. Say Buffalo moved themselves closer to being the Minnesota Wild of the last twenty years than anything. Like a team that has some okay guys. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he'll be a player top nine. Yeah, Tuck. Yeah, he's top six, top nine if you want. You know, like it's just they got NHL guys here, so. I think they needed that to give their guys a chance to win every night. But to your point, it's not like you feel like they're closer to winning a Stanley Cup because of this return, unless they really hit with the two draft picks, a first uh, in the next draft and a second in the following one. Nobody knows that market better than Andrew Peters. He's going to be joining us momentarily, co-host of After the Whistle. Uh, He'll give us more of a feel on the Buffalo angle. As far as Vegas is concerned, I don't know if there's another team that comes close to the pressure I think George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon are feeling 
from an ownership perspective because this owner in Vegas has made it abundantly clear from the moment they came in the league, he wants to win the Stanley Cup right now. That's not like a billionaire to demand instant gratification. Wild Bill. I don't know in terms of the salary cap. First of all, we always think about the Leafs being in jail with the salary cap and having four guys making 40 million bucks. But Vegas is right there. And there's just no way in hell they make this trade if they didn't have six or seven guys on the IR. But that is in itself a break. It it alleviates their money situation. It will catch up to them. Like this year, it'll catch up to them. If they're all healthy at any point, I guess it depends what you think Eichel is going to... They'll need, they'll need to move a significant body here. And I, you look at that lineup, and for the life of me... I cannot believe they traded for Dandenov out of Ottawa. Oh, my God. At $5 million this year and next year. That, to me, there's two things that stand out for me. Dandenov, why? And even Brassois at a I very... Like at, but at 2-3? Maybe not. Did you need a backup at 2-3? I'll be honest, I didn't know he made 2-3. Well, that's why I'm here for you, bud. Thanks for helping. Right? Wow. So that's... That in itself, almost $7.5 million on two guys that aren't, like, major players for you. But this is you. the thing now. It's like, okay, there's a path for them to get better. Like, if they lose Dadanov, they're going to be okay. I don't think it makes their team much worse if they find a way to get rid of him. So if everyone gets healthy, is that where they start saying, here's a guy that, you know, not, not a needle mover? There is three names right now jumping out to me. And – let me just tell you something right now, and this 100% is going on. Okay, in the old days, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, all right, we got Jack Eichel. Yes, high fives everywhere in the dressing room. Yeah. Yeah, those days are over. It's like, who's going? He, who, you know, <laughs> who, who just lost their job? Such a salary cap and that thing, isn't it? is what's going on in Vegas right now. <laughs> And there's three guys right now that I've targeted. Who you got? Oh, the three you mentioned there, Dadanov? No, I'm just, uh, I don't even know if you can trade Dadanov's uh, five million right now. But there are three guys, I think, that said when they heard Jack Eichel's coming, I'm out of here. Riley Smith, Jonathan Marshall, or William Carlson. One of them's got to go. They're all at five million, and Carlson's at five nine. You can't keep though. One of them's got to go. Yeah, yeah. They they're in uh, they're in tight. Is there? I, I wonder if there's a world where they can Tampa Bay this thing, where they can you know. Yeah, j- there is. Jack Eichel just stays on yes. LTIR till yeah. April, and they say you haven't played in a year, yeah. kid. But let's see what you got. Yeah. And I don't know, is he as ta- he's talented? Can he pull off a Kucherov and go in there and look like he's not out of place? I don't, I, I don't know that anyone hey, can do a Kucherov. And, and, did. and we'll tip his hat, we'll tip our hat off if he does it, but I don't like those chances. No, do I don't you? Either. No. What happens it's if almost he's two years. ready early? It's, like, how long has he been out now? If uh, after the surgery, we assume 
JB, we're looking at three or four months, right? Yeah, the three, three months is a minimum, bare minimum. There's really no okay, precedent, right, for this surgery in the NHL. There's no precedent. So should we give him four? Four is totally fine. And where does that take us now? Like February, right? November, December, January, February. Maybe we're into March. Now, where's Vegas? Are they... Are they uh, are they chasing a playoff spot? Are they comfortably in a playoff was, spot? They might not be. I read someone today basically saying, you know, uh, maybe this is a, a focus on 2022 now for Vegas. It's been 10 games here. Let's relax, fellas. This is still a team focused on this year. If this trade was for next year. I don't think that ownership you just mentioned would love that idea. Why would you? Why would you just, why would you do it now? Why who, not who wait? Who goes away on the contract book? Smith, I, Smith's contract's up. Riley Smith. That's the guy. That's the guy that you'll move at the deadline. Riley would, Smith, would, they would, should just trade now then. Would you like Riley Smith on the left side in Toronto? Wow, look at how, this is great. Oh, Let's bring know. in. You know what I love about being a Leaf show? <laughs> is that we're allowed to bring him back. What does this mean for the Leafs? Riley Smith available? I I would love I love Riley Smith. I How was, would you like Riley Smith on the left side? Uh, much five, five schmill. So, but but by then you know by the actual deadline, Smith will have what two left yes. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You, you can finagle that. So, Engvall can sit out in his one point two five. So before we get to to Peter, throw, throw another first rounder. What the hell? I <laughs> I want to ask you guys about Vegas because they're first round picks all time. They traded Cody Glass for Nolan Patrick. Nick Suzuki, part of the trade for Max Pacioretty. Eric Branstrom was traded for Mark Stone. Their 2018 first was traded for Thomas Tatar. And now Krebs was part of the trade for Jack Eichel, obviously. And then their last two are uh, Brandon Bisson and Zach Dean, who have not been traded. But they have that's, none that's of their buddy. one, Top two, picks. three, four, five, six first-round yeah. picks that they've traded. If, if they don't win the cup this year or next year, they should just take two or three years off. Uh, just do that back. Yeah, because yeah. you know what though, I'm the, always, the cupboards I'm, are empty right now. There, I am a big fan of trading potential for actual current talent. I think generally that's a safe way to but operate. You need to maybe hold on to one guy and develop one guy. Sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, you definitely do. Probably not trade the whole kit and caboodle. I just think there's so much pressure right now, and you know, I'm starting to hear concern on Mark Stone. Oh, really? Yes. Like on his, this season? Yeah, this season. And the issues there. And it's awfully quiet. And for me anyways, I, I've not seen any type of timeline for Mark Stone. No. And when you don't see a timeline, you know what that means, right? Team doesn't know what's going on? Not a clue. <laughs> not oh. a clue. But in all my being a part of a team or covering it, when you don't hear of a, oh, out four to six weeks, mm -hmm. or, you know, out six to eight months, whatever, when you don't hear any of that, generally what it means is we hope something settles down. Yeah. You know what it also means is, like, he's going to see a specialist in, like, Wyoming or, like, the only guy who knows how to do this weird surgery till, <laughs> he has to see him. Till, till we find out what's going on. Yeah. And what were the last two examples where uh, Sidney Crosby, Austin Matthews, and everybody comes up, why'd you have the surgery so late in the season? Couldn't you 
couldn't you have done it in June? And it's like, no, buddy, we were waiting for something to settle down, and it never yeah. did. Yeesh. All right, let's go to Andrew Peters, who I think tweeted, uh, it's done. It's done. Were you the first one, Andrew Peters, on the Jack Eichel scoop? That's what the timeline tells me, Kipper. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, Petey. Hold yeah. on. Let me do this again. NH- NHL insider and co-host of After the Whistle, Andrew Peters, is on the line. Hey, um, okay, so when did you find out? What, was, what, what? Tell me about your timeline here. Uh, I'm not going to give out your source. That. I will not give out your source. I just want to hear how it went down. No, listen, I, I don't mind giving out my source. It's, it's Jack Eichel. And, oh, nice. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm totally kidding with you. No, listen, no we believe so you. I wo- I, yeah, let that be the story. So <laughs> I, I woke up this morning to a text message that came in at like 1.45. I, I heard my phone buzz, but I thought it was like an update or something. Like my ringer's always off at night. If I, if I have my son, um, he, my ringer's off. Right. So he, my son's with me right now. And I, I shut my ringer off. Cause you know, I don't, there's no emergency calls that could be coming in. And I just woke up this morning, you know, he was having breakfast and I just jumped on my phone for a minute and I saw a text message at like six 30. I saw the text message at six 30 and I, I had sent out a dozen texts in the last couple of days because I'd really heard about Vegas. I heard the Calgary thing was, was not real and, or at least as real as it was made to sound like in recent days. And I just sent another text to a second person and said, is any of this true? And I got a, you know, one of those thumbs up things. And I was like, man, okay. So I, I rolled the dice. I'm like, I don't even know if I believe this person, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it anyway. Cause Cause Kipper, you know me, right? Like, like I like to screw around. I'm, I'm a fun guy. So people could have very easily thought that I was, I was screwing around and wrong. Yes. But I, 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 I really just took a shot at it with like, uh, I don't know how certain I was, but again, I'm like, I guess I'm kind of thinking I can kind of say whatever I want because <laughs> like, Cause I'm Andrew Peters. Well, no, 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 no. I would never say that. Not since my twenties have I said. Not since my twenties have I said that, Kipper. But like, just I just mean like I, I I'm like who's gonna who's gonna care if I'm wrong? You know what I mean? That's awesome. You were right, and were the Buffalo Sabers right in making this trade? Hundred percent. I think Vegas. I think look like if Jacks if Jack's had the surgery and he's back skating and you know, he's going to be a hundred percent. I'm like Vegas might've, might've given up, you know, I'm not going to say nothing because I love talking and, and you know, who knows what Krebs is going to be, but a couple first round picks or first round pick, whatever. I would have thought that's, that might not be enough, but with Jack's next situation and the uncertainty, I can't believe any team made this deal. I mean, I can't, I don't know how you guys, I haven't been able to listen to you guys. I have said all along, no one's going to make this deal and give up four pieces to 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 get a deal for Jack Eichel. I, there's no way, uh, never in a million years. And here we are, conveniently three months before the Olympics, and Jack's been traded. So, 
you know, I think he's going to have the surgery pretty soon, isn't he, next couple of days? Yeah, that that seems to be what it sounds like. What do you expect from Eichel for the rest of his career? We're going to focus on Buffalo, too, but just before we do, I want to hear your thoughts on Eichel and what, what you expect out of him from the rest of his career. It, it Look, this is this is going to be as, as cliche an answer, um, but I'm not a doctor. So I... I I, I don't. It's going to all depend on the success of the surgery, and how his body reacts to the surgery. Uh, we're talking about the neck. We're not talking about a shoulder. Uh, we're not talking about a wrist or a foot. Like those are serious as well. But we're talking about the neck, and I mean, the injury didn't look like he really took a big hit to begin with. So I mean. I, I don't know. I mean, I, again, I, I listen, I'll say this. I want to see Jack Eichel get back and healthy, okay, because I don't wish any player any injury, especially career hampering, and especially one of such an unbelievable talent and gift of Jack Eichel, right? Like, like we want to be able to see this guy play and, and you know, grace us with his ability and, and how amazing he can be on the ice because he truly is amazing, right? But – his neck injury, I don't know what he's going to be to answer your question in a long-winded way. I have no idea what he's going to be, but he could be amazing. But I still don't. If, if he turns out to be amazing, I don't think Kevin Adams should get get roasted for saying that he traded Jack. He had no choice, and he got an amazing return for a player that's that's not even playing for three more months. No choice by who? Ownership, the Pagulas, because he did have a choice. Andrew, and I'm going to tell you what the choice was. Give him the surgery and bring him back and let him play, show everybody that he's one of the best young players on the planet and give me my four pieces if you want to trade for him. That was his other choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that ship sailed, and I I don't know. I don't know. I think, like, the way this whole thing was mishandled from, from both sides, like, but... But I think it started, I think the whole problem started with Jack in his press conference and then the media release by the Peters. By the Peters, I mean Peter Fish and Peter Don. Is it Donatelli? Is it Peter Donatelli, the other agent? Or am yeah. I Peter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they're, they're the two Peters that represented him. Um, you know, they had the press release and then he fired him and went to Brisson and then everything went silent. And then I think... You know, ever since Brisson stepped in, I think it's really kind of things have kind of smoothed over, at least calmed down quietly. Obviously, if the deal's done, but you know, so I don't, I don't know. Like, I maybe ownership, maybe Kipper. I, I really don't know. Like, yeah. I all, all I know is, is could let me ask you this, Kipper? Yeah. Could Jack Eichel have gone back and played on your team? Absolutely. After everything that yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. You know wow. why? Cause I, You're I, a better man than no, I am. <laughs> I, 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 I would have checked my ego at the door. That's what I would have done. And if would, I would, if I knew my... Now we don't know if the player would have checked his, though. But, yeah, go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. You, you want, your, you want your, your $10 million a year? You got to come to work, Andrew. And I would have yeah. told him, listen, I know there's been mistakes on all sides. But I, I need you to come back to work. I need you to ha- go have your surgery that you want... And if you, if I was, if I show you respect to have your surgery, 
then you show me respect to come back to work and we'll work on a trade together. But I'm not letting you out the door. You're one of the best young players on the planet. I ain't giving you away for Krebs and a, a second, third liner. You got to come back to work. Yeah, Tuck. I like Tuck, but Tuck's a, a second line guy. He's a third line guy. I I don't I don't have a superstar in this. I don't get I don't get to sell tickets with any of these guys. They're good players, but they don't have Jack Eichel, Austin Matthews. So it, it Connor sounds it sounds McDavid. like you don't like the deal, Kepper. You don't like the deal? No, I think I, I would have made him come back. It's a lost season anyways for Buffalo. It really is. I like it the fact that they're competing. Granado's done a nice job. You're getting to play guys, uh, you know, in a competitive environment. All good. But this is a lost year for Buffalo. I would have had him back on display to show everybody that he's healthy as, as you promised me you'd be, Jack. Now, if I need to put you in a couple of games to prove everybody you're great again... Now I got a better chance to get value. That's what I would have done. Wow, I like that. You know what? I really like that. And and I think the more I hear you say that, I think, you know, the Sabres should have just kept them. A hundred percent. A hundred percent they should have kept them. Why give them? Why give? Why? Like, can I ask you this? Like, so. Are you? Would you have been favor in favor of like a, a spiteful move by the team to say, you know what, we're not going to send you to Vegas somewhere where you want to go? No, that's not the spin. The spin okay, is, okay. I will send you anywhere <laughs> you, you want. I, Jack, I will send you. I will listen. If you don't want to be here any longer, I will move you. But I cannot move you today or tomorrow. I could move you in March, or I can move you in the off season. But you have my word. Once we show everybody that you are the great player that you are and you are in the company of Connor McDavid and Marner and Matthews and they're all 10 and $11 million players. You know why? Because you're special. I need a little special back. Can you help me? And we'll do this together. That's all it took. But you know I what? I love this take. It's a, but it's you know a what legendary they did? take because it's so wrong. You know, <laughs> you, you dug your heels in. Kevin Adams dug his heels in. The Pagulas dug their heels in. Jack dug his heels in. And this is what you get, Buffalo. You get Okay, so Kipper. Average on the guys. Flip side, on the, I, love, I love what you're saying because I, I love what you're saying because I haven't heard this take. Uh, you know, I'm, I might have had this take just for argument's sake a while ago, but never really believed it, okay? But, but I'll say this. Like, what happens then? What happens if you do that? And, and I, I like your scenario because I think you can really maximize your trade value in that way. But you get rid of a player that doesn't want to be here. You get rid of any kind of question marks and media press, constant questions. Now, then on top of that, he has the surgery. Now, what happens if? Now, I already previously stated that I, I want to see Jack, Jack Eichel back and healthy. Okay, I do. Because I don't want to see a star player go down like this, okay? Especially one that hasn't been able to fully show his potential yet. And, and I say, what if he has that surgery in your scenario and he never recovers and he is not worth two pieces? Like, I'm not saying he would not be good. But what if he's just not the same? Yeah. What if? What if there are complications? Like, 
I guess the question is who is the risk on more Vegas or yeah. Buffalo? Like that's because really that's what it came down to Buffalo, keeping him and rolling the dice. Like you're suggesting or yeah. giving him away and another team rolling the dice. Now, did you guys hear John Vogel tweeted out the other day? He said something about Friday. There was a crucial, there's something that had to be done by Friday. Is that, do you think that was because of the Olympics? I know up until uh, maybe a week, 10 days ago, they were really still hopeful that Jack was going to participate in the Olympics. But I, I don't know if that's possible today. But I knew, uh, I, I know uh, a short while ago, he was still hoping. Okay, so let me ask you this. So the Olympics are three months away. They're three months away. So Jack's uh, disc replacement is six weeks recovery and then six weeks to, re, or to, to get back in shape. So three months before he can play. If he's healthy, does Vegas let him go to the Olympics or do they make him stay there, skate for the Olympic break for two weeks and get ready to hit the ground running uh, when, the, when everyone gets back yeah. after break? That's they can't good- send him. They can't. They've just risked so much to get him. I don't think you can send him. No, Can you, Kipper? I don't know. He'll probably catch COVID with his luck, <laughs> oh, you know? Geez. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Oh, no, I, wow. I, I'm just saying, though, like, there's it, it, that's a risk in itself. It I'm, I'm not, no, 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 it's, it I'm is. not joking. I know, I, you know, I mean, I, I, I know, I know, I mean, no, it's I'm not, just, I'm not, I, I'm with JB. I, I, I wouldn't send them, but these guys have power now, real power, right? Right. Isn't this whole thing about the Olympics for him? I guess like, it's a big undertone for sure, right? Like, this is his first chance in his prime. To Listen, represent USA. Andrew, I know, uh, PD, I know you're, you're, there's so many scenarios here. If he's healthy, if he's not, what ifs? Um, I don't know. If it doesn't go well, then I don't call Lloyd's of London and cash in an insurance policy and try to get your money back. I, I really don't know, but I just feel for Buffalo that if this guy comes back healthy, turns into this Hall of Famer, uh, you're going to look back at this and go, oh, man, what did we get? And with that, and with that, P- Andrew, what is Eichel's legacy in Boston, or sorry, in Buffalo at this point? Like, when he leaves there with all the, the, the years and the way this ended, how is he going to be remembered by Buffalo Sabres fans? It's going to be mixed emotions. You know, I don't, I don't know that I've ever experienced a star player that, rub so many people the wrong way misunderstood is the word that's been tossed around to me by someone very close to him that he's a misunderstood individual and you know i mean i know a lot of people that are misunderstood and i can understand how that how that happens so i like to give guys the benefit of the doubt but he's never done anything to show me that that he's he's some unbelievable high character person off the ice or in the locker room I think there's a lot of blame to go around, Petey, including, and, and maybe it's just not Buffalo. Maybe it's just our league in general. Too much. You're going deep there. You're going deep there, Kipper. Petey, these kids today, too much, too soon. These kids today. Push those glasses down I the bottom of your nose again when you say years it. old. <laughs> and when you start hang, handing out, 60, 70, 80 million coming off of your entry deal. Free bubble gum when in the you haven't room. shown 
Jack. <laughs> when Jack hasn't shown Jack, it's it really yeah. sets them up to fail. Well, what was the bigger mistake with him then? The contract or the captaincy? Ooh. Good question. All of it. Too much, too soon. Yeah. So yeah. the the mood in town pretty jovial today. Everyone pretty excited to move on from him and get some exciting pieces and some more hope for the future. Then, not necessarily. I mean, it's it's very mixed emotions. Is I it? mean, my my uh, I only have Twitter. I don't have any other uh, social media. But I mean, my Twitter is very very kind of like balanced in terms of happiness and and disappointment. So it's probably a good sign. You know. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I guess a, a fair balance is is not bad, right? But that just you know what that causes. That just causes delayed roasting. <laughs> hey, bef- someone's gonna get roasted in about in about two years for this deal. Before we let you go, how's the overall health in Buffalo when it comes to the Sabers? I, I think there's some concerns. I think in Toronto, there's some concerns a little bit on on tickets. Uh, overall, you know, there's a lot of blame going around including of course uh covid still but how is it uh how are the fans the attendance the the buzz in buffalo a lot of angry people around here kipper you you know this um they're angry for a lot of reasons they're angry for the expectations of the team they're angry about the jack eichel thing they're angry they're angry at the owners they're angry uh you know they're angry um, they're angry about the, the vaccination uh, mandates to get into the stadium. I mean, but you know what cures everything, right? I mean, it's, it's the old cliche in sports, winning cures everything. And the Sabres have gotten off to a good start, and it would really help everybody's morale, hockey side oh, down here if, uh, if the Sabres continue to roll. I just I don't know that you can bank on that. So if they start to turn, expect the vultures to come out. He is NHL insider and first on the no, Jack Eichel God, no, train. I don't want that title. I don't want that title. Just for our show. Just for real Kipper and Born. Yeah, he's a Kipper and Born uh, insider. And we'll keep it yeah, just between yeah. us. We won't tell anybody else. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you will. Remember, my source's name is Eichel. <laughs> <laughs> After the whistle is his podcast. Andrew Peters. Thanks, pal. You got it. You guys are the best. We'll see you later. Thanks, Petey. He was good. Absolutely. And they're angry in Buffalo. I love that. I, I love can't it. see them being less angry no. after this trade. Was it five? They're five, three, and one right now? Uh, it's not going to get better. Winning will keep helping, though. I Yeah, I just don't see how that happens, man. Like, I, I got to say, respectfully to the Buffalo Sabres, who I my, may be my favorite fans in the NHL and a great city. I really want that team to be good. I look at that roster every day. John Vogel puts it out, and I'm like, whew, she's going to be a tough one. But hot start, so they could be you proving know, me wrong. You made a really good point off the top of the show, and that is like, okay, first rounders, draft picks, yada, yada, yada. You got you to gotta play. You got to you got a team to play. I look at how do you get better when you hey, lose everything? I night? look at Arizona. What are they doing? And like exactly, You're, you'd be embarrassed to wear the jersey. How about like, like you, how do you go to your owner right now and say, "Hey, you know what? We're going to be really good in a few years, but you also may be part of the worst team in NHL history after this season's over." Yeah, 
I don't know how you go to the rink every day as a player. I don't see how you get better, right? You want to build towards a Stanley Cup. How do you develop when you're just getting, you're in your own zone. I'm a winger. I'm standing by my D-man going, okay, well, it's almost 45 seconds. Guess time to hit the, if, hit the bench. If you, if you gave me David Ayers Zamboni and I ran over their goalie, I wouldn't know who that is. I know. I was like, I think Joseph uh, Coronar is going to be their goalie or something. And then it's like a Vigmelka. I'm sure you don't say the J. Oh, my God. It's just embarrassing beyond belief, that team. So the point is for Buffalo. 0-9-1 with a minus 29 goals differential to start the year. And they get to stay in the league. They're guaranteed. We got to go to relegation. We got to go full-on European soccer. Two teams a year. Get the the Milwaukee Admirals up. (laughs) Someone (laughs) plays a call to the Marlies. You're up. We've seen enough from the Arizona Coyotes. All right. uh, We got time. We're going to dive into the Leafs and uh, Tampa Bay, or are we going to go to break early? What do you want to do, Sammy? We got time? Maybe do a little Hall and uh, Dermot talk here. All right. Uh, earlier today, I mentioned that uh, I'm starting to hear from different clubs mm-hmm. that Justin Hall may be in play. Now, we haven't seen him for what a couple in of the games. World? And a guy that you thought was a lock they in just the did top their whole four. expansion strategy to keep him. Does it, so, Sammy? Yeah. JB, does that surprise the hell out of you that uh, his name's now being bantered the question i have for both of you guys is what changed from the time that they protected him in favor of jared mccann and let mccann go to the squids what changed from then until what how many games he's played eight games eight games into the season where they've just deemed him unplayable on the toronto maple leafs and are looking are potentially shopping him around like what do you think the change is are they really that convinced that he's no good now i i just it's a confusing stretch for me you, you know what's crazy too is today keith had comments about travis dermott being a game time decision and he was like yeah we'll see if he's ready to go that might change our roster as in if he's ready to go even though he's injured they'd rather put him in than hall i know it's insane i don't know what i really don't know what change i guess he just they don't think he's any good anymore I but just, they thought he was good enough to protect him i Ten, ten games is enough. Or, ten games for you? is well. Or are you saying for, okay for, yeah, for, for them, them to understand what they truly have with uh, Justin Hall? I think they're way too excited about Lilligren. I mean, you need a right side D man. They must be looking at what they've got. They've got great results from Lilligren, Lilligren through two uh, games, yeah. four games total. But the last yeah. two have been very good. And now they said they they think they have seven NHL D men. Which first off, you should have seven NHL D-man if you're an NHL team. So you're going to trade Justin Hall and his $2 million right shot salary, presumably to get, you got to get another D-man back, yes. right? I, you'd have to. So you're just doing a one for but one? I, 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 did, I did speak to another team today, and they said, we're interested. We just don't have a D to give back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that makes no sense to the Toronto Maple Leafs. You're not trading for another winger. And you're not trading just to take $2 million off your cap. No. They're not there yet. Like, Although they may try to, to sign Jack Campbell now, it, it won't matter anyways until next season. Right. So they have to take another defenseman back. And what team, any team trading for Hull is trying to win today. He's not a prospect. Yes, that's right. 
So what team is trying to win today and willing to give away a defenseman who's any good? St. Louis. So you're looking at a salary cap situation for Toronto probably to give. But does St. Louis have a lot of D? Is that what we're talking about? I think um, one name that might come to mind for me is uh, Bertuzzo. Hmm. Tougher guy. What's he earning? What, uh, (laughs) would they be 30 years of age each, maybe? Sounds right. Would, Um, Would one be a heck of a lot tougher than the other? Yes. Would that make sense for the Leafs? Uh, I mean, I don't have a strong opinion on what kind of player Bortuzzo is, but, you know, he's in the last year of a deal making 1.35. You save a little bit of money. Okay, you know, but let's, let's just really come down. Let, let, let's have it come down to why they would. They want to get tougher. They, thank you. So they need did, a did they decide that Justin Hall is not tough enough now? Yes. Yes. That's wild to yes. me that eight games after a career's worth. Well, but for the record, the okay. career's worth proved he wasn't Listen, tough enough. This, but they already this, had that he, information. He is a, a late guy who still spent the majority of his career in the minors. Yeah. So he comes up early. He he gets himself a regular spot, and then he goes lights out for a good stretch with Muzzin and earns himself a contract that pays $2 million a year. It's pretty good run so far. Yeah. But he's he's nowhere near at the level that he was when you first saw him make that big push. I mean, he's had a bad stretch of games. Not to pardon the guy here, but he's it's been eight hockey. Games. I got to think that they think that maybe he's there's a little uh, I wonder if he came complacency. in shape. I wonder if he came in out of shape. He, does he look complacent? Does he look like he's comfortable and satisfied and now he's got his 2 million dollars this year next year because I think that they look at him and they go you're not squeezing hard enough for us right now. I also think that they didn't sit him out for one game. What were Keith's quotes about sitting him out for one game? Take a look, take a step back, whatever. Build, the, them, build up. them up. Build them up. Build them up. The build them up, and then they keep him out for another game. That's not building anymore to me. That's something more. I wonder if there's some sort of conversation that was had after they decided he wasn't playing well enough where he got frustrated, got scratched. I wonder if he, they just said, you know, or if he was upset at being sat out. I don't know. There, there seems to be something more to me because if let's say you didn't think Justin Hall was tough enough and you shouldn't have thought he was very tough going into this season, then you could have uh, protected Riley, Muzzin, and Brody, and then you could have protected McCann and I don't know if you wanted to protect Kerfa, but another forward, but you could have protected Jared McCann in this instance and had a better team. So immediately it feels like something changed and it's not that they watched eight hockey games and decided Justin Hall was a different player than they thought he was. That's a great point, and I would love to know what it is that changed. And he's a real mild-mannered guy. How about Minnesota. McNabb? Vegas. Uh, what's he making? <laughs> Two plus? Yeah. How about Gudas? That type of guy? Yeah. That's well, you what, know what, they're, that's, they're, there's where you're on to something, I think. That's what they're looking for. They want a one-on-one for a guy that's in the two range, and I don't think they're going to have any trouble trading Hey, you said you're weird with handedness. Do you know what hand Gudis is off the top of your yeah, head? Yeah, right-handed. Is yeah. he? I bet you it's Gudis. I bet you it is. I, you know, Florida has four right shot or five right shot D that they like. I think I think they would be really interested in moving off one of those right, one See, of those guys. 
Oh, there's a reason to listen to this show. <laughs> there wasn't before? a <laughs> boy, JV. That's what we're looking at right now. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Wow. Well, that would be fascinating. Um, Travis Dermott is interesting, too. I wonder which the Leafs would rather keep, given their druthers. They've been trying to trade Dermott for a year and a half So now, they'd rather keep all. And that's, there's just... Hall's the one that teams are calling for right now. He has value. Yeah. Well, that will be fascinating to follow. I look forward to talking to Gord Stellick about that later today. What can you tell us about uh, Rubens? Massive. Six foot five, 230 pounds. Can't teach size. Can't teach size. (laughs) Wait a second. Are we off the skill, five foot nine skill now for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Mulgan a defenseman? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> can he can he play yeah i like him you know i haven't watched him a ton uh, i think most people who would claim that they have are being dishonest so i've seen him play a handful of hockey games and i thought he was a good player in the games he got in i've heard he's played very well in the american league this year that they've been happy with him kind of seems like the next guy up so yeah give him a shot here see if uh see if they can get some value there and we got uh got two time stanley cup champions Coming in tonight. This is a measuring stick right here. See it, Lily. What do you think? I, I'm really excited to see this matchup. Ta- yeah, Tampa Bay's been absolutely flying. Um, I, I think they're in tough. Tam- Tampa's looking good. And all this excitement, I didn't even mention Dave Andrichuk's coming up after the break. Oh, my goodness. It's going to fill us in on, uh, on what's going on in Tampa and if they've got a legitimate shot at a three-peat yeah. Not in the salary cap era. Can that really happen? I think it can. And by the way, if you're a gambling type, you can actually get the uh, Veg- or sorry Tampa Bay as underdogs against Toronto tonight, plus 116 right now, which is insane to me. All right. Justin Bourne, Nick Kiprios, Real Kipper and Bourne.